Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and we're so happy to be back for another chat. I tell you, and we had a week uh, last week at the... Was it last week or this week? I've, I've <laughs> it's been all, preaching it's all so coming much. Together. Yeah, it was last week. It was we the had the 2023 Visionary Conference, and it was marvelous. Like it this was. <laughs> it's the best one yet. I don't ever say it's the best one ever because every year it always gets better. Seems like. <laughs> you know, they say it is the best one yet. I thought, are they just saying that? But I tell you, we, we had record crowds. We had, in fact, on our Friday morning uh, session, we had more people than Thursday night. That's completely. Uh, that just doesn't happen. Morning you know, people got to work. You know, people got to work. And, but I guess they took off work or whatever. I don't know. And we had about 150 more people, I think, on Friday morning than, Thursday than we did night. on Thursday night. And then we had a bigger crowd again on, on Friday, Friday night. night. That's right. It was just such a blessing. And, of you know, the Lord. we loved when we, I don't know if you watched any of it online, but it was so electrifying in the room. And we always have we do, been doing this for the last several years. We love to welcome uh, the people that are in the sanctuary and those that are watching online, New Orleans style, which was the second line, which I had that umbrella. Yeah, they don't know what a second line. You have to explain what that well, is. Well, the second line is something that they do here in New Orleans, where the first line is actually the real band, and behind the band comes the other people that are maybe having just uh, and, handkerchiefs or umbrellas, and they're, and you they're following the band. Music. And many times it's behind a wedding. Sometimes it's a funeral. They have yeah, that jazz, funeral. in, jazz funerals in New Orleans, but we call it the second line, and it's it's people just entering in, having fun, and that's how we we just that just takes about yeah, a minute the music, or so. The musical. Da, da, da. I mean, people just, you know, they get into the New Orleans It flavor. just releases a joy in the house, Amen. and it says welcome in a way that's only done here in New Orleans. And we wanted everybody to feel welcome, and I believe they did. And then when you felt welcome, they entered into the presence of God. Ooh. We had awesome worship. People came to the front, worshiped the Lord. And I walked off the platform, and man, I started well, praying for people. People falling all over the place. You didn't just walk off the platform well, like you walked steps. down the that's steps. That's what I'm saying. No, I walked on the air, yeah. yeah. I just <laughs> thought I'd jab you that yeah, way. Yeah, I understand, I understand. Uh, but you know what? I hope you saw it online. Do they, do they run that, George, online? We okay. have it right now on the app, which is really, I think, the best way to go because you, you don't get interruptions. And it'll continuously play from whatever device you're on. I, in fact, I've sent a few of the, uh, the links from the app to friends that said, oh, I missed it. I said, they said, well, how can I watch it? I said, let me send you the link. And I did that. And so you can do that for friends as well. And, Get, let everybody in on it because you had such an awesome message. I mean, God was so good. In fact, we want to do a little update on that message for you today for some of you that couldn't see it. And there were so many things. I, I, t I entitled the whole thing and I preached on one subject, but took it three different ways on the panoramic view of the vision. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that the, I, I really believe this, that the reason why Jesus hadn't come yet, because most ministers they just think about their vision. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't misunderstand. Because I think about mine also. But when you begin to see that if we can get everybody doing on one mind and one accord, you know, like there was only, there's only one nation of Israel but 12 different tribes. Right. And I'll tell you what I told the people there. I remember one time I was on TBN and Matt Crouch was uh, interviewing me and uh, Andrew Womack. And, and Matt asked me, this is several years ago, uh, Jesse, what camp are you in? You know what I'm saying? And I said, Matt, I think I got to rephrase your question. There's only one camp of God, but there's many different colored tents. And what I mean by that, Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Presbyterian. And you know, the Lord never told us to come together in the unity of doctrine. He said, come together in the unity of the faith. And what is the faith? The faith is Christ Jesus and him crucified. That's what it's all about, you know? So, and I personally belong to the word of faith 
movement I call it lifestyle myself. You know, and uh, you know, I, I just enjoy. Well, I look the word forward of faith. to heaven when there's no walls, it's no more no walls, separation, no misunderstandings, just everybody Amen. loving God and in His presence. And it was such a blessing. And you know, that's kind of what visionary is about. They're people from all Amen. different types of background. We had people that came from Hong Kong, from from. Uh, Ireland from well, that lady. We England, met two ladies Canada. From, can I, let me interrupt. We uh, Switzerland met those two ladies from Hong Kong. The Lord spoke to that woman. She said, "Fly to New Orleans and meet that man." Now, for the eyes of people meeting me, it's kind of hard because I got security around me and all these bunches of people. But sure enough, boy, how God opened that door and I it got to meet wonderful, wonderful people. It was a God connection, right? It was truly a blessing of the Lord. I used the scripture in Genesis chapter thirteen, verses fourteen and fifteen. And I, I you see, and Bob, God waited for Lot to separate himself from Abram. That's before he was Abram. And what happened, then he told him, he said, <coughs> excuse me, he said, look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, and look to the west. When I think about Christianity, I think about all the different facets of it. And that's what Jesus, God was given, uh, that we are the seed of Abraham, our father of faith, which is Abraham. See, so he said, look all of, and, and see the whole picture. Right. Not just half the picture, you know, or the pan- Baptist picture, or the Methodist picture, right. or the Pentecostal. No, see it all in one mind, in one accord. Right. That's the, what he was saying. The panoramic, panoramic, panoramic. view. That's the big picture. That's a, lot a big picture. A people don't get the big picture. They just got a little microscope down on one little point. But God wants to see the full vision of what he has. And what he had for Abraham that day was he says, look to the <coughs> north, the south, the east, and the west. That's right. Meaning there's no limit. To what I can do oh, in your that's life. Right. And that's what God is saying to us today. There's no limit to the vision that God wants to give you and impart to your heart. You just have to take away all the distractions, all the hindrances, and, and believe God, because that's what Abraham did. The Bible says that he staggered not at the promise of God. He was fully persuaded. Right. He considered you know? not. Yes. He staggered, staggered not. not. And he was fully, fully persuaded. persuaded. That what God promised he was able to do. And what he was believing was totally, completely unbelievable. And impossible, but it was doable. Well, he was past, the, past the age of having his own, having a child. Yeah. Him and his wife were very old, and that's all he really wanted. God wanted to give him all these. He, God wanted to reward him. He says, God. He told God, Well, what can I have, seeing that I have no heir? Yeah. Meaning, at that's some so point, true. life becomes meaningless unless you have something to to pass on to another person. And he wanted a child. That was his biggest and, desire. And God, God gave him that desire. That's certainly And because did. God wanted the faith that was in Abraham to continue on the earth. I love what God said about Abraham when right before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. He says. He says, uh, shall I reveal to Abraham what I plan to do? Because I know him, that he will teach his household and his family to follow the word, ways of the Lord. I'm right. paraphrasing it. So that I can bring to pass my good promise. You know, well, bringing you're on, God's... You're on, a, you're on a roll this morning. Preach just, it, Mama. Go ahead. Just listen to it. It's I'm good just stuff. I did <laughs> all the preaching. At the, and she's going to do all the preaching on the boardroom chat. He stirred me up. Because, you know, it's, <laughs> it's important to know that Abraham had a responsibility to teach the next generation. And that was on Abraham's heart, the next generation. Where is my child? Where can I impart right. all this stuff that I've learned in all these years about God? How can I have affect the next generation? I believe that's what you do. We had people of all ages at the conference. That's I mean, right. young, old. We had little kids who didn't want to go into children's church, although we had a great visionary oh, yeah, kids going on in another building. They're that... like Uncle Jesse. They call me Uncle Jesse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, I don't want to interrupt. Keep no, going, No, go girl. ahead. I interrupted you enough. Go, you can <laughs> okay. interrupt my interruption. All right. When, when God told <laughs> Abraham, look to the north, south, east, and west, that was a vision moment. 
Oh, I love that. See, and everybody has vision moments. And my point was vision moments come when our best powers are tuned, tuned and alert to quick response. In other words, he, he said, watch this and then do this and you will see what God will do. Because you see, vision is the raw material for greatness. It really is. That was one of my points. It's the raw material for greatness. I have people say, I want to be great. I, I want to do something. Well, Jesus said, have a vision. And when you have a vision, have it all the way across uh, uh, everything, spiritual, physical, and financial. Some people just have a vision spiritually. Some just have it physically. And some just have it financially. Well, that's wrong. Right. You should have you, all three. You, know, all you see, and when you understand that, it is the raw material for greatness. And that's what made Moses, Moses, made Elijah, Elijah, what made Abraham, Abraham, what made Isaac, same, and Jacob, especially Joseph. I mean, it's amazing what he could do. See what I mean? And yet he was a slave. Yeah. He was thrown in jail for 20 years, but he did not hinder the vision God. You know, he didn't have the ability to stop the vision God had for Joseph when he had the dream as a, as a young kid, see? Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. What are you dreaming about today? What do you believe in God for? What is your vision? Can you actually uh, uh, express it and can you embrace it? And I'm going to tell you something. All visions come from God are unbelievable, they're impossible, but they're doable. You see, God works in the realm of impossibility. We work in the realm of possibility. So vision is the raw material for greatness. It's designed to shape and hold destiny in your hand. That's one thing I know. I know my destiny and I know my destination. Right. And you know, Kathy, a lot of people don't know where they're going. And if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to know when you get there. How many Christians I know that? They, they keep flip-flopping all the time. They're like hens sitting on different nests. <laughs> well, I like this nest a while. Then I'm going to go to this nest a while. Then I'm going to go to this nest a while. Find out what's your nest. And then, my God, have an egg. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That was do something and stay and watch God develop that because vision truly is the raw material for greatness. You know, and when you understand that you had a vision at one, at one time, Kathy was not a preacher. You could hardly get three words out of her. Now you can't hardly shut up because since she's become a pastor, nothing wrong with that. What happened, God began to, you begin to see what the Lord wanted you to do, destiny and destination, see? And you know, it's like when God gives you a vision in your heart, even if it's something that's way out there, something you don't, you don't, you've never done before, like I had never really gotten in front of a crowd to speak. I was content always to stay behind. Kind of shy. Behind the scenes. I liked working in the ministry, doing, but sure. I was content to be behind. I still do a lot of things behind Jody the scenes. Jody does that too. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, but Jody, you got to get out of here. <laughs> but it's almost like how I remember how the word talks about how Paul said that he was compelled. And it, it was something in him that compelled him to preach the gospel. That's right. Even though he had opposition and trouble everywhere that he went, he says, woe is me if I don't preach this gospel. Well, so, Moses had the same thing he told at the Pharaoh. He said, I was compelled to do what I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Let me and tell you something. And that's Jeremiah too. He yeah. says, there was like a fire burning in my bones and I could not contain it. When God imparts vision into your heart, you're not going to be able to hold it back. It's when, if it's a true vision from God, it's never going to leave you. And for, so it's our, our responsibility to believe the vision Amen. And to, to surround ourselves with people of like precious faith that can speak life into our vision because it's important that we connect with people. And I think that's why people came to the Visionary Conference. They recognize the power that comes when people of like precious faith come together to believe God for, for their future. And I'm telling you what, the place was electric. It just, with a, we heard testimonies for people the moment they drove on the property, there was just such an excitement and expectancy. And they brought their faith with them. And all of us connected together and we went to a higher place in God. 
Oh, yes, that indeed. Weekend. So if you and, haven't watched it, you can still go and look yeah. at it. If you've been there, maybe you came. Go back and watch it again because there's going to be so much more that the Holy Ghost will impart into you and strengthen and you, you. I feel like the Lord to say this to you too. You, some of you have been diagnosed with a stage four cancer. Why don't you have a vision of by Jesus' stripes you're healed? That's wonderful. You know, the Bible said he took your infirmity. Why do you have that? He bore your sickness. You shouldn't have it. And by his stripes, you were healed. I'm not denying that you have it. I'm not denying what the doctors say. I, I don't do that at all. I deny it's right because Jesus said, I put before you a life, or actually God, I put before you life and death. Choose life that right. you and your descendants or your seed might live. Right. And you know what? I mean that sincerely. But you see, if you always hear somebody say, well, you know, it's the worst of the kind and you just better get prepared and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not denying what they're saying. Why don't you say, excuse me, instead, since you want to talk to me, why don't you talk life instead of talk death? Right. I mean, just, I mean, you have to get in your face. Yeah, sometimes you got to get in people's faces and say, you know, I'd just rather hear, and, and, uh, you know, life. And you know what they're going to say? Well, you're living in denial. No, I'm not denying that I had this. why I went to the doctor. I'm denying it's right to destroy my body. Right. Because I want to do some things. You That's see what I'm so saying? Good. And I've seen so many people that have been healed. We had, I think it was last year, yeah, two people healed of stage four cancer that had maybe six weeks to live. And I mean, they just believed God. And, 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 and I said, well, you know, you're going to believe something anyway. So you might as well believe God for the good result. Right. Since you're going to believe anyway, right? I mean, when you t the doctor tells you that, you're going to say, well, you, if you believe that, then you're going to die. If you believe what Jesus said, and he says, whose report shall you believe? And when I say Jesus, I mean God Almighty, because Jesus is God, the Son of God. Right. See what I'm saying? When you understand that, so I'd rather believe the report of the Lord. When God told me to build this, this ministry, they said, you can't do that. You're not qualified. I agreed with them 100%. I wasn't qualified, but I knew what I could do. Right. I could do all things through Christ. Mm -hmm. And doing that all thing, God qualified me to do some things, you mm -hmm. see? That's what I meant when I say vision is the raw material for greatness. It is designed to shape and hold destiny in your hands. I love that. So when you know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it, it's a beautiful day in that neighborhood. <laughs> Mr. Rogers was right. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes. And it's so true. You yeah. see what I'm saying? You have to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel right now some people watching say, you know, you, you might believe in me, and I thank you for that, but do you believe in yourself? You see, I mean, how do you expect anybody to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? I'm not talking about in an arrogant, cocky way, but to have confidence and assurance that what this Bible said comes to pass. Now, how long does it take? Who cares how long does it take? You're an eternal being. You're a spirit housed in a soul and clothed in a body. Yes, if Jesus tells Catholic, we'll all die in the natural, but not in the spirit. And then we'll get a new body. And that's going to be a blessing. So think about that for a minute. And I felt, I, I feel real strong. That's what, I mean, the panoramic view. You know, I had a guy tell me one that, what about them generational curses? Oh, God, here we go again. I said, well, let me tell you how you get rid of a generational curse. You make a generational choice. Get the panoramic view of all your family and say, you know what? We change in this family. There'll be no more cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder of any kind. I'm starting to preach here. Glory <laughs> to God. You see what I'm saying? And see everybody in your family healed, everybody in your family saved. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? You got the promise of God down to a thousand, of your family, down to a thousand generations. You know, God gave me a statement. I ought to make it a sermon. It's, it's such a powerful thing. He said, the promises of God, 
are far more greater than the sins of people. See, that's what my mother understood that I didn't understand. She would tell me, you know, she's in heaven. Now, she would say, it's just your tough luck. You were born to me. You're getting saved whether you like it or not. And I thought the woman was nuts. I thought, man, you, you get out. I, I don't, I'm not into the quote, quote, God stuff. But the promises of God were far greater in mama's mind than my sins. Mm -hmm. See, she wasn't denying that I was a sinner. She was denying my right to go to hell because my, I, I was born to her, came from her mm -hmm. body, and she wanted me saved and saw me preach the gospel right. before she went home to be with the Lord. That's right. It just reminds me of the scripture. It says, greater is he that's in me than he's that's in the world. The, the, word, the God that was in her, the faith that she had in God and his word was greater than anything that you were doing currently because she was calling Amen. those things that be not as though they were. That's what Abraham also did. He followed God's example. And that's a faith concept. And, and I love that statement. The, 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 the promises of God are greater. Are far greater than the sins, sins of, of people. people. That's not that saying that statement? no matter what someone does, they're going to they're gonna be okay. Yep. No, they, <laughs> that means you're going to change with what's happening in the natural by your faith. That's kind of, you, you go know, ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Mama made a habit of telling me you're going to get saved whether you like it or that not. That was her confession. One of my points in, 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 was this. The Spirit of God works through vision, and as it works, it produces the fact of habit. That happened to you. After you got born, and Kathy got born again before I did, she decided, you decided to have your family get saved. So you begin to speak to all your family about Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. that you got born again. And I tell you, I mean, and, I mean Kathy was strong about that, you know, and... <laughs> I mean, she would just tell you how, like we say in South Louisiana, how the cow eat the cabbage. You know, I mean, you just believe well, you know, the word. You know, it's like that whenever you find anything really good. Amen. If you go to a great restaurant and you find something that you like, you're telling everybody about it. Well, when you find God, that's the best thing. See, and I formed the habit. That's why I eat the same thing all the time. I kind of get so mad. Why don't you order something different? Well, I like. I look forward to eating that thing. Yeah, but you ate it the last time you were here, you ate it, and I shall eat it again. <laughs> you know Why? I, I, I produce the fact of habit. Let me say the point. The Spirit of God works through vision, and as it works, it produces the fact of habit. Yeah. Now, that's such a blessing. It's a good habit. It's a very good there's habit. There's a lot of bad habits out there, but yeah. there's some good ones that we need to you cultivate. Know. Oh, I'm telling you, God's Word is so true. And, and not some of the time. Get that some of the time mess out of your head. Mm -hmm. It's all the time. I've said this so many times on my broadcast television as well as I believe here on social media. Have you? I've had a habit of being healthy. I've had a habit of being blessed in the city, blessed in the field. I formed a habit mm -hmm. because of the vision. God said, I'll bless you in the city, in the field, going in and going out. When I first read that, I wasn't blessed in the city. I wasn't blessed in the field. I wasn't blessed going in, much less going out. But I began to decree and declare that by the word of God. And I got so strong with it, and even till today, that now, today, look at me. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. Right. We've been married 53 years. That doesn't mean we don't argue, but we've got a great marriage. We're together almost 24-7, you right. know, and things of that nature. Uh, Kathy has the same vision that I have, but she may do it in a different way, and I'll do it in a different way. But we all come back to the center Oh, it's kind of like a baseball game. You know, you hit the ball, you're going to go to first base, second base, third base, but you're coming home. That's right. No matter where the ball goes, you are coming home, see? Right. And, and, and that's what I mean, the home plate. So we, we farm that and we minister to that. That's what I mean by that panoramic view. I hope you can go to our JDM app 
and watch the whole thing. I mean, you don't have to do it all at one time, but I mean, it, it will bless you and minister. And then also watch this boardroom chat. Now, normally I pick the subjects to talk about all the time. And excuse me, the Lord picks them and I just do it. Usually five minutes, 10 minutes before I get to this uh, set here, this TV set. But when I uh, was at the house today, I said, Kathy, I felt a little of the Lord just ask her. I said, what do you want to talk about? She said, let's talk about that visionary conference. What did you receive at the visionary conference concerning your vision? Oh, you know, I, you talked a little bit about my vision for the event center. And yes. you, you made a little statement, just that one thing. And I can't tell you how many people came to me and said, I'm believing for that. I agree with that. So all of a sudden I have people that are agreeing with Amen. me for that. But Two of you agree with That's just that. one thing. But one of the things you talked about, that vision moment, I'm still feasting on that moment. That because moment. remember I even chatted with you after that first service when you brought it up. Talked about how uh, when Jesus was in the wilderness and how... Uh, Satan came to him and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said, you know, if Satan can show a vision to someone like that, in a moment, how much, in a moment and he sees basically the whole world, how can, how much greater can God reveal a vision to That's us? That's right. So, so many people are, I believe, came, some people may become, maybe you today, you'll think, I don't really have a vision. God wants to impart his vision into your heart that will, that's beyond something that you could ever ask or think. So you need to spend time in his presence because he's never short of vision. There, I mean, God is always increasing and producing. And there's, he wants to use everybody in the earth Amen. to proclaim his gospel, to, to reach people. Like we say, reach people, change lives Amen. one soul at a time. One soul at so a time. God wants to use you and wants to impart his vision into your heart. And it's a vision that you will, uh, once you capture it in your heart and, and believe in it and run with it, you're going to see amazing things happen. Well, you know, I'll, I'm going to give you one of my vision moments. It happened 45 years ago. It has not yet come to pass. I'm not disturbed about it. You saw something in a I, moment of time. In a I moment. Guess, I, was, I was just praying. I, and I mean, I'll just tell you, don't tell many people this. I saw myself preaching in Washington, D.C., on the Capitol steps, and the Senate and the House of Representatives began to come out and begin to listen and kind of got around me and just listened. It wasn't any, uh, I, wouldn't, I didn't make anybody mad. I saw, saw myself preaching. Well, a few years back, I went with John Hagee, and I love John and Diana. They were just wonderful people. They have something called Christians United for Israel. Mm -hmm. And I went myself. To Washington D.C. and we walked around different to different uh, representatives and senators and right. things of that nature. Offices. And I was there at the Capitol steps, and I got to speak a little word, not much. You know what I mean? We were just talking like everybody was talking. And I thought, well, maybe that was it. And the Lord said, No, no, that's not it. So I, just I'm still, I'm still <laughs> believing with, yeah, you know, like a, a yeah, just coming attraction. Maybe, maybe, maybe a minute or so. But I saw that so vivid and so strong. I, I, I think that's how. Abraham saw north, south, east, and west. Mm -hmm. it, it, when I saw that, it's affected me. You've, I've told you about it. Right. And I'm not disturbed that I hadn't done it yet, you know? And that's not the issue. But, and some of you may say, you think you're going to do it? Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And it'll be at the right time, at the right place, right. or whatever. Uh, you know, God has been so good and gracious to us on that, you see? And, and I've I, I made a habit of bringing it up in my mind every once in a while. Every time I turn on the television and they'll show the Capitol or they'll start talking about, you know, whatever, the sentence that comes to my mind. Right. And uh, that's why, in one, and that's a moment. And when I mean by a, a, a vision moment, and I want to tell you some vision moments come into living realities. 
You see what I'm saying? And then from reality, destiny and destination takes forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, just goes for it. You know, it, I was just thinking about a vision moment, how God had about G for the world. He says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation. Oh, of that was oh. a moment, a vision moment. And it had to be walked out and it happened. And it, happened. and it rescued all of us from the penalty of sin that all of us were going down that that yeah. terrible place to hell. But <laughs> yeah. because of Jesus, we, we're rescued and heaven now becomes our eternal <laughs> destination. You know, okay, I'm what not are you laughing about? I'm thinking about this. <laughs> We always tell people, go, go to the JDF app and, and see the Visionary Conference. But this Sunday, I preached a sermon, and it was just, I liked it myself. And the curtain tore. And that's you on ought the app. to see that's that. That's on the app, too. That's on the app? Uh -huh. I mean, you ought to see that. Because what happened was when Jesus, the Bible said he went with a loud voice. He hollered a loud voice. Well, you see, you can't do that when you're dying of crucifixion. Crucifixion, you die of asphyxiation. You know, I never thought about that till you said that. Yeah, Sunday. I mean, you know, I mean, what happens you is your body goes. You can't even breathe. How can you cry? Well, out? it's one of the most terrible, painful things because your body comes out of joint. You can imagine if you pull a finger out of joint, how much that your whole body, because your body's sinking from the weight. And, and what happened, you can't <gasps> try to get there. And he hollered with a loud voice. So Jesus was still strong. And he gave up the ghost. And the Bible said that God rent the veil from the top to the bottom. Now, some people say that thing was 60 feet high. And some say three feet thick. Some say four inches thick. But it went from top to bottom. And the Bible said the earthquake took, took off and the, and the rocks rent. But I want to tell you something. <laughs> All the Jews forgot about the earthquake and the rock splitting in half when they saw that veil. And you know what happened? Yeah. God, because you could not go in there. You could not. I mean, there was an, air, an aristocracy. Only the high priest could go in there once a year. And he had to be sprinkled with blood to bring in these. And that was God who Sacrifice. was unapproachable. You couldn't touch him. That's what, I mean, that's why Israel was afraid of him. He said, talk to Moses. Right. But Jesus, my God, man, when he, when he died, when he gave his loud voice, that power ripped that thing apart. And all of a sudden, light was exploded in the holies of holies. You could see the Ark of the Covenant, Aaron's rod that budded. The Ten Commandments and the, and the joy of manna. What God said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Listen to this. Judas could have went in there that afternoon he, if he had just repented. Everybody, everybody. Now you have free access to God Almighty. Now, you don't think that was a vision moment. Mm -hmm. That was something. See, so that's what I'm not, not telling you to go well, watch everything we do, but watch everything we do. <laughs> Praise God. Well, you <laughs> know, there are people blessed. that we read, get texts from all the time that they've been binging. In fact, there's binging. this testimony. Yeah, that means they watch continually one after the other. This one uh, from Tammy Lee says, I love y'all so much. I've been studying with you since 2004. My Lord. You've taught me a lot about the Bible and my journey with the Lord. Many more blessings to you and your family. Praise. I love that. Isn't that a blessing of the Lord? Yeah, and one said this one, uh, they don't have a name, but it says, Woohoo, thank you, Brother Jesse, Sister Kathy. We're so blessed by their perfect timing with these boardroom chats. Love and blessings. I believe this one is oh, another one that is a perfect timing. Some of you maybe have given up on your vision. Maybe you have been uh, frustrated, but God is speaking oh, life to life resuscitation, breathing life back into that Amen. vision today by the things we're saying. So don't give up because oh, no. God has not given up on you. Well, you know, anybody can quit. It don't take no talent to quit. Kathy wanted to marry me so bad she just would not quit asking me to marry her. <laughs> I was just wondering. This, uh, is, we, is she got a knife in her hand? Can y'all tell? <laughs> I 
just look at it. Said, I'm gonna kill you tomorrow. Why do people? Why do people worry about who asked who? I mean, I'll know you. You, do. you asked me first. We all know that. If you've heard this testimony. No, she asked but I me. Told him We're no, still arguing about that. It's been 53 years. I told him no. I'm too young to get oh, married. I'listen, I'm not ready to get married. Well, then, and what I did was. You, what I was did you definitely say? too young. Keep going. Keep going. I'm. I'm trying. <laughs> So uh, a few months went by, and I thought, you know, maybe that was a good idea. I was thinking about it now. So then I told him, you can ask me to marry you. Hold it, hold it. Does that mean she asked me? No, I said, you can ask me. <laughs> she will not. You and know. so you still Would y'all stretch to... forth your hand and to my I, wife I remember and pray it. for her? You asked me at that point, okay, well, will you marry me? I said, yes. I, I wasn't ugly. I wouldn't have bothered. I didn't, yeah. I didn't set you up to say no. You know, and that reminds me how the Lord is. God tells us, ask. He says, and you, and shall it shall, you shall receive. Not ask. Seek, and you shall well, find. Well, I'm talking about the asking right I know, now. And knock. Don't interrupt I me. Don't interrupt. <laughs> She's preaching right now. So he, <laughs> asked, he, he tells us to ask, not so that he could tell us no. He's telling us to ask because he wants to say yes. He wants to give us those things that he's promised us in his word. And you know, there's going to be opposition that comes against you, but you have to stand firm and resist the enemy that's always at work to try to pull us away from the promise. But God's promises are, he says, yes and amen. Oh, I'll tell right? you, I'm telling you God's promise, or, or yay and amen, which is even better than that. Then a yes, and depends a yay is what, a yes. Depends on what translation and you how <laughs> And how many promises? There's over 7,000 of them in the Bible. And most people only believe about maybe 20 of them when you can have them all. All of them. That's an amazing statement I just said, but that's in this scripture. Mm -hmm. You got some more testimony. We had, we did something on the four, t um, Jesus' four uh, jobs. Jesus' four jobs. Yeah, he, that, that he's a high priest. Uh -huh. He's a mediator, he's an intercessor, and he's an advocate. And these are people writing in from one of the board rooms. We did four different of them, four or four. And it was a blessing because that's, that's, the, that's Jesus' present-day ministry. Read a, 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 I had, I've a, read some of those already. I have one more one from again. that. It says, from Amy, says, I am learning and feel so very blessed to hear your encouraging words and incredible knowledge. I love you both. Isn't that great? Well, let me tell you something. She called my encouraging words. It was God's encouraging words. I just repeated what he said. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just, I just, I like what Jesus said. I only say what my father says. I only do what my father says to do. Well, I have adopted that in my life. I'm only going to say what he says, and I'm only do what he tells me to do. And it's just that simple. You see, people say, how can you do the impossible things you have done? One of my points in that, in that visionary conference it was on the Friday morning session. I said this, we must prophesy to our unreached possibilities mm. because we have the power to transform that. life. That was good. We must prophesy, preach to our unreached possibilities. Uh -huh. My God, why? Why is that? Because we have the power to transform a life. That's just simply true. How many times you may have witnessed someone and someone got born again? Uh -huh. You will prophesy means to preach. You, you prophesy to them and you transform their life with the word of the Lord God mm -hmm. by Jesus just coming in and saving them. Mm -hmm. and you know, words are vessels. They're containers. They hold your past, present, and future. And I'm telling you, it's just such a blessing. So when I see someone sick, I'd rather say this. Jesus said, by his stripes you were healed. Right. I'm not denying your pain. I'm not denying your sickness. I'm not living in denial. I am living in the scripture, 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes we were healed. Mm. Now, to me, that is just, that's, it's simple, yet you need a good theologian at times to help you misunderstand the scripture. Mm -hmm. 
Look at John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. How much did he love it? He so loved it that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Didn't say would not, said should not perish, but have everlasting life. I mean, I can quote scripture till I'm blue in the face. I just, I enjoy it because you see, I prophesied to my unreached possi possibility. That's why I brought up that thing about um, that Washington, D.C. thing on the steps out there. That's, that's been an unreached uh, possibility to me, but it's coming to pass. Right. And, and, there, and I really don't understand why God wants me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when, where. I mean, I know where, but I don't know when. Mm -hmm. But that's fine with me. I am satisfied to know that God has told me to do something yeah. at the right time at the right place, right. and it's just such a blessing. Yeah, you can't be intimidated when God speaks something to you. You know, sometimes he has you keep it to yourself, but there's going to be a time where mm -hmm. he want you to share it with someone, and sometimes that someone will believe you, and sometimes they won't. We've encountered right. all of that. Oh, yeah. But if they, if they, uh, even if they resist it, you have to stand firm on what you believe and be, and be bold enough to declare it and say it. I was thinking about when you were talking about healing a while back. This woman heard about Jesus. She's a very well-known story from the scriptures, from the, from the New Testament life of Jesus when he was on the earth. He was in a crowd of people, and this woman approached him, and she, because she kept saying in herself, she had a vision to be healed. I had a vision says, moment. If she had a vision moment, and she pressed toward that and kept saying within herself. Sometimes you say it to other people. Sometimes you say it to yourself. But she kept saying within herself, if I can just touch it, the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. She had a vision to be healed, and she kept saying her vision oh, to herself. And it got bigger and bigger and so far that so much that it didn't matter who was around. She was violating the law. She oh, could have been stoned right. at that moment because she was in a crowd. She was unclean. And, but she kept going. And Jesus felt virtue come out of him. He felt someone draw upon his anointing and his power. And, and uh, he asked his disciples, who touched me? And they thought he was crazy because everybody around you is touching them. They were physically touching him, but they right. weren't touching him with their, with their faith. She touched him with her faith, and it was recognized and honored by Jesus. He turned around, and he asked, oh. he asked her to say something. Yeah, that was a vision moment. Let me, I preached on that a, a couple of years ago, and the Bible said that the crowds thronged him. Right. And he said, who touched me? And the disciples thought that was so eager. How can you say who touched you when I thronging him? But she said, if I may touch him. But I like this. See, there are a lot of people thronging Christ, but they're not touching Christ. Mm -hmm. You see? And you touch Christ through faith. Mm. Well, you touch way. Christ. That's the only way. And what he said, he stops and says, virtue. There are a lot of people are thronging, right. but they're not touching. Right. You see, and that's the difference. I had something happen to me at the vision. I thought it was so odd. Mm -hmm. I was at a restaurant, and, and I was speaking, and uh, not a restaurant, a, a, a dinner place, and I was speaking, and um, I didn't know that the people that waited on us were listening. You know, the, the waiters and the waitresses, you know, in the, in the place. Now, I didn't know they knew me. I forget about how much uh, television I'm on. A lot of people know my faith. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody in the back say, excuse me, sir, can I touch you? And I, I turned around and I said, what? This, is, are you famous? I said, no, I'm not famous. I've watched you all the time. And I've always wanted to meet you. Can I touch you? And I went, 
help yourself. <laughs> so she just touched my arm like well, that. Well, you know, I talked to her a little oh, you more did. than you did. And because she was asking me about if that was okay because... Oh, she asked you about yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't you in particular. It's just that I think she recognized that you'd been in the presence of God, that you knew God, and she just wanted to be in that in that anointing. And I think that's what she meant. It wasn't oh, yeah, a, I, I was kind of thing. Thing. you know, you want to touch me, that's fine, you know. A lot of people want to hug me or something like that, and that's fine. Children... But you represented God to her, yeah, the gospel. Yeah. And uh, she she was a young and maybe young in the Lord, but you know people are hungry, and and we saw that that night. We see that everywhere we go. Yeah, and, and I was given words of knowledge in, 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 in the eating place. <laughs> I just felt let the Lord just to flow. You don't have to be in church to let God flow through you. You don't have to be in church to have a vision moment. Mm-hmm. In fact, Abraham wasn't in church. That's he right. was out there on the den. God said, look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. Mm-hmm. And everything you see, I'm going to give to you. Yes. Ooh, glory. And your descendants. Yeah. When he had no descendants. Are you the seed of Abraham? I sure am. Then we have property in Jerusalem. We didn't even well, know we, we had. We have property all over the place. All over the place. Isn't that amazing? Now, We're related I, you know, to the I didn't owner. know I owned any of that. But according <laughs> to, if I'm a seed of Abraham, the promised land is part of mine too. We're a child of God. which is Amen. It's just such a that. blessing. <laughs> That's what I mean by vision. So prophesy out of those unreached uh, possibilities, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and watch God just do a miracle. You know, Jesse, in the Lord. we sometimes forget how this is going all over the world and Amen. how it's translated in Spanish because we started that about a year ago now. Yeah. And this one testimony that we have was uh, someone from Colombia. I can't say the name. Roshi Aguilar, I think is Let me the see name how they put that? in there. I got it right. Yeah, Aguilar. And so it says, uh, they was watching one of the boardroom chats that were translated from Spanish. It says, my husband and I see you from Colombia. We have been putting many of your talks into practice, and it has been a blessing for us, a thousand blessings. Beautiful marriage. So they must, you know, we we often talk about a marriage. Remember the one they watched that they're commenting on? had some of that in there. But we love the fact that God is using this the, ministry to reach Columbia? so many people. They watch from Colombia, and we'll be going yeah. to Colombia Yeah, I went to soon. Bogota, Colombia many years ago, and I'm going back with Brother Copeland. We're going to do a meeting, I think. In Me and Jerry September. and Keith Moore and, yes. uh, and Brother Kenneth. We're going to have a wonderful time. I hope you can come. I don't know the dates and everything yet, but you can get on our meetings uh, page there on our website and find those dates if you like, and you'll be blessed. Well, I hope you enjoyed today. It was just such a blessing. Just giving you a little update. We just felt led of the Lord to do that. And let me just say that vision moments come right. when our best powers are tuned. And I love that after to a, to a quick response. Mm-hmm. That vision is the material, the raw material for greatness. Those are just some of the things. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something about me and Kathy. We believe in you. Mm-hmm. We really do. God is my witness. We do. I want to thank all our partners who help us. Preach this glorious gospel. Let me tell you something about a vision comment. We don't edit it. We don't cut anything out. You see us receive the offering. You see us pray for people. You hear us preach the gospel. In other words, if I fell off the stage, we wouldn't edit that neither. We we don't edit it when Kathy says, you interrupt me. We don't edit nothing. We want you to see who we are and, uh, and that we're just as human as anybody else. But we have such a wonderful time. And I want to thank my partners, you that give to this ministry graciously every month that we reach people and change lives one soul at a time. If, and over 57 million people commented and contacted us here on the social media in, what, three and a half years? Last three and something half like that. Since and, 2020. Yeah, from since 2020 to the end of uh, June mm-hmm. of 2023 and counting. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And God is so good. If you'd like to be a partner, we'd love you to be a partner. 100% of what you give goes in the world of answer. We don't touch it. God has been good and gracious. How do I do that? You can go to our website, jdm.org, if you like. If you'd like to give, you can use PayPal. Or you can text to give a one-time gift or a recurring one. Or you can mail in your donation the old-fashioned way with a check to uh, Justin Plants Ministries here in the New Orleans area. You'd be blessed by it. And uh, I mean that sincerely. And 100% will minister greatly to people. And, you know, we've been traveling a lot lately, I'm telling you. When I say a lot, we have been all the way from Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, uh, Italy, uh, Switzerland, South Africa, uh, Cape Verde, uh, Florida, <laughs> coming in. i never forget when I was flying over that ocean, man. Oh, eight hours of nothing but water. And I saw the continent of the United States. Right. But the peninsula of Florida, and I thought, we're home. We're coming that's home. That's right. You know? and, and while we were coming home, that's when the Lord spoke to you about what we would share for the vision of what would yeah. happen for our ministry uh, at the Visionary Conference. And so you shared with people yeah. how you wanted to create a what we call a buffer or a fund yeah. that would help us to continually go into all the world. Because whenever I, I we go, we... I need to interrupt you and just say that. Then you keep, keep saying it. We never charge churches when we go. I was about go. to say that. Oh, you were about to say yeah, that? Yeah, you look interrupted at that, my that interruption. Face. I interrupted our interrupt. Because <laughs> we it, never charge whenever we go anyplace, and we always be, we always come to be a blessing. And so that God put that on your heart. And so I remember you shared that at the Visionary Conference, and that's not what I'm getting at right now. And so people really gave generously. But there was a pastor that, or an apostle that's over several churches that was there, and he told us something after the conference. He brought that his churches he there. He brought his churches there, and I wanted you to share what that what what he told you this one pastor had on his heart to do it, yeah it was so I was powerful. so shocked I never asked for this anyway I called him I said man thanks for coming to, to the visionary company we'll just talk he said Jesse one of the churches that uh, uh, that's under him that was there at the visionary, at the right? visionary he said when he, he said listen he said when he got home this was after the visionary conference the Sunday after the visionary conference uh he said I want to receive an offering from our church and send it to Brother Jesse. How do we, how do we designate it? What do we put in the memo? And I said, what? He wants to do what? He said he wanted to become a part of that. He uh, wanted his people to become a part of that. That's because, correct. See, this was, the conversation so the was, was like up. on a Saturday, and he was about to have you church on the Sunday. You my interruption Yeah, because I have to clarify. Okay. Because he was going to have the service on the Sunday. <laughs> see, and he she does the same to, thing. And then she gets mad at me, but I, I never get mad I at her. I can't hear what I'm saying. Because I'm, I'm a lot, I've grown more. You know, no, <laughs> go ahead, look at it. <laughs> it happened, the conversation that you had on the phone was a Saturday after the conference, and this man had wanted clarification because this pastor wanted to really, this was on his heart. He says he was a part of that vision that was received, uh, the offering that was received at the conference, but he wanted his people to be a part of it. And so he says, well, we're going to do that on the following Sunday. The notice how quiet he is. He I says, have to get quiet. I'm believing. Know? Look at this. The manifestation <laughs> of my can, vision is She can is interrupt me anytime she wants, and it's okay. <laughs> but if I interrupt her, but anyway. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's okay. Go ahead. But did no. I tell it? Isn't that a great story to remember? That, yeah. Though? It's a and great so, story. you know, regardless of the amount, <laughs> but the, the the purpose of your heart, if you respond, you need to respond to what God's telling you to do. And this was something maybe you thought he had never okay. done before, but he's a part of that vision. Can I explain it now? Go ahead. Okay. What happens is I, I, I never charge, and, and I was flying over the ocean. I thought I did that. No, but you, you didn't get get. Let me tell you what well, happened. Was, go ahead. And the Lord spoke to me. He didn't speak to you. He spoke to me because you were sleeping and I was preaching. Always. But anyway, she's always sleeping and I'm always preaching. She's a woman sleep boy. <laughs> so watch this. He said, a lot of people don't know this. And I, I hesitated. <laughs> I didn't want to tell nobody that. And all these years that have happened, 
the ministries use my money to pay for all mine, personally, all that fuel, about $10 million worth. I'm not a broke man. I want everybody to know that. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, not, not in one year. This is total and everything. And the Lord said, and people have asked me all the time, why are you so blessed spiritually, physically, and financially? Well, it's by my giving. But I don't tell people that that much. But the Lord said, I want people. He said, I want you to create a fund, and I want people to get involved in that so I can put that same anointing that's on you on them, and then every soul you get saved, everybody that gets healed by my power, mm-hmm. not only do you receive credit, but they're going to get credit for it. Right. And that was the reason for it. And I, you know what I tell the Lord? And I said, look, I don't mind. We don't mind, you know, right. uh, uh, just being a blessing. Lord, that's not the issue. And, you know, and God has blessed me with all different types of income and things of that nature. I'm, me and Kathy are pretty good, decent business people and whatever, you know, yeah. all those kind of things. But that's what happened. And this man, so I, I, if you're watching, sir, I want to let you know that that offering that you're sending, who, all the people in your church, they're going to get credited with everything we do because we're going to keep that buffer full. We're going to, so, because we fly to places that people couldn't give us a nickel. They couldn't, I've had people give me a rock, take it off the ground and give me a rock, and then came back and all of a sudden they begin to give finance. You got to give something. So we would just pay that and do those things. And God would bless me, and God's going to bless you. So that's what it's all about. That's what she was talking about. So the reason why I had to explain to you, one of the church people, Linda, she said, explain that more. She didn't quite understand that because that's why we did it. And we fly over there. And, and, um, uh, well, I'll just give you an example. (laughs) Just to go, when we did the uh, European tour, just the fuel and the fuel and, and, and the MSP was $121,000. We never asked anybody. We receive an offering, and, uh, but we never asked, we never, if, if they want to give, if they let us or if they want to, but we never charge nobody. And it's in any way, shape, or form, and anywhere we go. And, uh, and then we went to South Africa in exactly the same way. It was just such a blessing of the Lord. So thank you, partners, for helping me. Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. Uh, tell, tell a lot of people about that there is a ministry that, that, that does what they say, and I know there are a lot of them that do, and we're not the only one, and thank God for that. God is so good and gracious to us. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to give today, jdm.org, that's our website. You can hit a donate button and give. PayPal if you want to, mm-hmm. text to give if you'd like a one-time gift or a recurring one, or you can mail in your donation here at Jesse the Planets Ministries, and you'll be blessed by it. Thank you for listening to us today. Had to give you a little recap. Yeah. And Kathy, I apologize if I uh, irritated you by interrupting you. But if you notice, I was not irritated when you I interrupted me. I was just I've smiling. Because the love of the you. Lord is shed abroad in my heart. <laughs> and he's going to have to deal with that. <laughs> he's going to have to deal with that. So anyway, we just enjoy ourselves. We, we do. We have a lot of fun. If you get a chance, come to the city of New Orleans. Kathy is the pastor of Covenant Church. She preaches there, and I mean, people just love her ministry. And you and, preach there quite often, because yeah. even though you do the work, you're an evangelist or prophet as well in the ministry, mm-hmm. but uh, I like to say that you need to do the work of a pastor every now and then. The way Timothy did the work of an evangelist, it's every amazing. now and then you do the work of a pastor. Yes. You step into that role. Well, I don't do too much work as a pastor. I just you preach, preach in the church. I just we preach handle a lot. all the other details. <laughs> right. Anyway, till next week. We love you, and I mean that sincerely. Thank you for watching our boardroom chats. Have a wonderful and glorious day. God bless you. Bye-bye.